really annoying for him when I sit here going, <laughs> what can you say? Well, you can say, welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin Klump. I'm CDS, and damn it, Perrin, you got to stop doing that. Why is that? Because that is what makes editing difficult. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, if I make things difficult for you, you know you're alive. And I know it's a show. <laughs> yep. And when we have a show, we have a guest. We do. Hello, guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hello. Uh, random guest. <laughs> never seen the show. Never been to Horrorfest either. Uh, though I've been living in Minnesota for 15 years. Uh, my name's uh, Andre Bakley. Welcome aboard. So how did you come to be our random guest? Mm. My dad won the tickets from the uh, silent auction at the Horror Fest and proceeded to leave the state, <laughs> entrusting the lucky spot to me. This has um, booze attached. I'm out of here. <laughs> he kept asking me, too, did you reach out to the Scotch Podcast guys? Scotch Podcast. And I've never done a podcast in my life. So, well. Welcome welcome to your first podcast. It's painless. We've told that to everybody. And and we've mostly not been lying. Yeah. And several people, this is their first podcast. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like when, it, it's just sitting around, having a conversation, drinking some scotch. It's, it's pretty low-key. You don't have to worry about specifically talking to the mic. You know, it's an omnidirectional it's an om- mic. Yep. It will pick you up, you know. Um, I'm, I'm watching the waveforms. If you're too quiet, I'll be like... So, uh, the way we do this is I will pour one of a pair of scotches. We will sniff or nose the scotch. I will give you a piece of advice I've learned through hard practice. Don't actually snort the scotch. It burns. You're just You're just trying to get the... The nose of it. Treat, it. treat it like you would a chemical class. You know, your chemistry yeah, class. Like... <laughs> then after we we do we nose, we take a drink. We talk all sorts of craziness about what we think about the taste or the, fini- the, the finish, how it goes. Oh my God, this was wonderful. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, after we do that, there will be adding water. And we'll tell you how to do the water adding. Uh, that will then go through the same process where you will nose it and taste it. And then we will bullshit for a while and vote. And we'll explain the voting. Well, it, it, less voting, more rating. It's, it's well, a, yes. I'm sorry. My my bad. We will rate. It's not like it wins something. We will rate our opinion. And your opinion is as valid as our individual opinions. There is no right or wrong. We've had full agreements and we've had wild disagreements. It's scotch. That will happen. Palettes are different, so... Yeah, your, the phrase, your taste may vary, is very much on, on point. And, and, and like, we, we, we don't pivot out very often, but, like, when we originally built the show, it came out of, a, like, a, a, a small group thing that I was doing and where we were tasting stuff that we'd never had before, specifically to, like, broaden our, our horizons when it came to single malts. But when we crafted the show, we wanted to have the tagline essentially be, we try it before you buy it. Like, the, the, the point is for us to, like, give a taste. And, and there's tasting notes on some bottles that don't necessarily tell you anything. And then there's some tasting notes that tell you a lot, and they're full of crap. And there's other tasting notes that are like, damn, that's accurate. And so our, the point of the show is just to have people who don't have professional tasting training say, this is what I'm getting. So, like... If you've got something completely different, don't let that phase you from what we're saying. Like, speak your truth. Well, you're going to get it tonight. Excellent. Good. 
Now, have you? Are you a Scotch fan, or is is Scotch not your your bag, or where do you land on the the Scotch um, spectrum? The first liquor I had an acquired taste for was American Honey Whiskey. Okay. Oh look, it's a cat. <laughs> the first liquor I could tolerate drinking, or the first that I got peer pressured into <laughs> drinking, yeah, regularly. Yeah. The one I go for. My um, my brother-in-law got me drinking, so you know. It, there is no right or wrong. It's got to be done socially. Yeah, uh, I'm curious. What what we've never talked about this. Yeah, we have, have we? several what, times. What got you started? Um, it's been ten years. I don't remember shit. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so so uh, I used to work at a well-known fast food chain back in the day uh, in a small town, and we would often uh, have crew parties that were not sanctioned at all by the uh, organization in a location that was remote and unlikely to attract legal attention. Uh, And so at a tender age, well below the legal limit, uh, I was introduced to various things. I mean, obviously wine coolers was was the true intro drink. But in terms of like liquors, I I was weaned on vodka and rum. Yeah. No, but I'm wondering at what point did you start drinking scotch? Oh, uh, that that also uh, has been on the show a couple of times, but probably less often than that story. No, the the, the scotch really moved from. Um, I had a long time uh, recurring roommate uh, who was an Irish whiskey drinker, uh, but then Dave uh, might have been the impetus for for this. Was basically like. Let's occasionally throw scotch in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Glenfiddich was probably the first single malt I had. But it, it was really the scotch club that, that Dave and I were in with, with two other gentlemen who were on our pilot episode where I really started exploring single malts hmm. um, and, and moving away from Irish whiskeys. Not, not that I don't like Irish because I, I definitely still love me my Irish. But, you know, I, it's funny. I like Irish whiskeys, but I always think of them as the angry whiskeys. They're, they're, it's not that they're all like unpleasant or rough. It's just somehow they generally come across as slightly more angry than other drinks. See, ironically, I get that out of Canadians. Well, yeah, the Canadian scotch. Yeah, well, Canadian whiskeys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that that's they're just bitter. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. So we're, we're we're breaking a little from tradition with this first pour. Under normal circumstances, this is a single malts show, but some time back now, I bought a mixed collection of Johnny Walkers, uh, and so tonight we are having the Johnny Walker Black as our first pour. And it's, uh, the thing, I mean, as we've talked about on the show in the past, but as your first our guest, and you should get to hear some of this, the beauty and the the ugly of, of blended single malts is that they are consistent in their taste the beauty of it is if you find you like a blended single malt it's not it's not single malt, it's blended i mean i'm sorry a blended well a blended scotch right it is going to be that taste all the time you have found something you can drink and it will always taste like that and that's really nice if you love it the thing i don't like about it is that exactly that i love the variability of, of single malts even the same single malt three years from now may taste different if it's not one of the really big distilleries and they're sort of standard, like Macallan 12. Um, yeah, the, the 12 I've actually of, had a Macallan 12. Yeah, so, so like Glenfiddich and Glenlivet 12s, those are like 
super consistent. They are as consistent as any blend I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they're not they're they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of to me boring. And so there's nothing wrong with uh, Johnny Walker Black. It is a really nice marker on a on a scale. You, yeah, you can if you like it. You know that's going to be that point every time. So, so my my thought with the first two pours uh, that we're having in our recording session, the two pours for tonight's episode, are things that blending or or, or single malt like mixed drinks with scotch are a thing, and there's certain scotches that are better for that than others. Blends are incredibly handy for making a mixed drink with mm-hmm. one because it's a blend. There's not so much shame from other people of you're mixing that. How dare you? On another level. Because of the consistency of the flavor and and the kind of flavors you tend to get out of a blend, because blends tend to fall within a particular subset of the range that you can get out of Scotch whiskey, you're going to get a consistency of of said mixed drink. Johnny Walker Black is on their you know improving scale of things. It is, it is notch number two of like six. Is it six now? They keep changing it, so it's it's five or six. So that it's red. red Black, Black, gold, gold, green, 18, platinum, blue. Is, it, it, is I blue think, the highest? I, I think I have that correct. I thought blue was the next to highest, but I could easily be wrong. What do you think is more expensive I than thought blue? platinum. No, platinum no? is cheaper than blue. Huh. Last I checked. <laughs> I, I could be wrong on that list. I might not have it in proper order, but those are the six that I'm aware exist. The, the, the big ones that you will hear is red, black, and then... Blue. Blue. And it, it's a big jump. Yeah. From gold, black gold, to gold blue. green, and platinum, and 18 are harder to find. So maybe there's seven now that I do that count. Um, a lot of bars won't have right. those three. But bl- black and red are the two most commonly found, and then the higher end bars uh, will have blue. You're losing me at notch. So it's but, the layers, right? Any distillery that puts out more than one bottle, each bottle is called an expression. And and Johnny Walker, uh, as, as a blend, has basically a, a, a gradient scale of quality and price point. Older scotches, oh, uh, more refined. Yeah. Uh, they, the, the older a scotch gets up to a point, you get uh, less sharp alcohol tastes. So if you are going with the red, which is your intro level you can get away with a pretty young, kind of punch-you-in-the-face type of blended scotch. The blending reduces that inherently, so it takes some of the edge off. At least it's supposed to. Well, yeah. Black, they've they've gone for a pretty consistently nice... It, that's how I... I mean, I would describe Johnny Walker Black as, oh, that's a nice scotch, uh, a blended mm-hmm. scotch, whiskey. When you get... I have not had, I think, green, gold, or 18. I've had blue, and blue's pretty nice. The other thing is, uh, to make consistent blended scotches, you have to do volume. Yep. And so uh, they tend to be the bigger distilleries, and they make a whole lot of it, because if you do a small amount... You can't get the consistency, and and oftentimes blends are are uh, specific configurations and and quantities of single malts mixed together. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, Johnny Walker itself is not a distiller. They they get stuff from other people. They might they might make some whiskey of their own to throw into stuff, 
But like I famous grouse, I, I want to say I heard was a mix of McAllen and um, Highland Park, but I don't know that, that sounds right necessarily a hundred percent true. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know what goes into Johnny Walker, but it is probably the a little Johnny, a little Walker. <laughs> Anyway, we should probably get yeah. on to the actual... So it's a fairly dark bold. It's, so... it, it, it's amber. Yeah. Solid color. That's very pretty. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was it was today that I started having some minor sinus issues. So hopefully my nose will work for tonight. Uh, I might have to step away for a Kleenex here and there. But By the way, um, one uh, eventually one's nose tends to um, potentiate, meaning it, it will stop smelling. You can reset your nose if you sniff um, coffee beans. You don't want to get the coffee beans up your nose. That's considered unpleasant. I wouldn't know. But uh, that'll reset your nose if you find yourself going, I can't smell anything anymore. I was wondering if maybe we were going to munch on them. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Uh, And we do have uh, cheese and crackers uh, to sort of change your palate. And then you can, you know, eat that, take a drink of water, go back to the scotch. And, and your palate's kind of refreshed. There's no magic formula for it. It's just keeps you from being like, oh, I've had a lot of scotch and I can't taste much. Right. And the dropper is for adding water? Adding water when we go to wet. Um, we used to do uh, direct pour or you pour it into the cap and we had some oops. You glug. Oh, crap. I put way more water than I wanted. So we now use the, the eyedroppers. Much better. Be careful. The cat consider, considers eyedroppers a toy. Mm. Well, I find it a very pleasant nose. It's, it's got kind of like a, a golden brightness to it. Yeah. Intro to the running gag. Apple. Oh, really? A sweet apple. What kind of apple? Like I said, some, some, something on the sweeter side. I mean, possible honey crisp. I might, I might just hate it with golden delicious. That that yeah. that's fair too. I, I'll, I'll admit, are, I'm not I'm not much of a of a delicious apple. Person, I don't like them, but so I like the smell. My experience with with like, and I'm much more familiar with red than the golden. So it's yeah. been a while since I experienced the golden. He's our resident uh, apple aficionado. Or, I can imagine a honey crisp apple, an, an aura of one at least, or yeah. like a ghost of one. He's the apple snob, really. Which, which might start to dissipate because I fear that Apple might be one of those things that's causing some digestive concerns for me oh, these days. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. I, I'm certainly having difficult... The, the fruit leather that I have, which is you know Apple-based, mm-hmm. uh, seems to be a trigger. So it's possible that that might be out the window unless I make mm-hmm. my own. Maybe a, a vanilla. Oh, yeah. Definitely some vanilla I mean, here. Well, I'm going in for a drink. Nothing comes to mind by smelling it for that's, me. That's... I'm, I'm, I'm getting a slight possible like orange zest to it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue against that. Sure wouldn't mind an orange. Old Fashioned is probably my go-to. Light mouthfeel. Yeah. There's a small amount of burn in the middle and towards the finish. I'm getting a heavy, woody, oaky mm-hmm. aroma. There, there's, there's, a, nice sip. there's a honey yeah. sweetness to, yeah. to the palate and finish. The honey, the vanilla, there's a, a tannic oakiness in there. It's a nice, pleasant, I mean, honestly, this is what I, not that I've had that much Johnny Walker Black, but this is exactly what I kind of expect. Yeah. It's pleasant. I can easily see drinking this. It's not wild. 
because that's not why people are right are getting it. Perfectly acceptable. Famously, Chris Hitchens, uh, one of his favorite pours was Johnny Walker Black and Club Soda. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could use this for mix. It's, but I still, even if it's a blend, I I find that really. Why would you ruin it by putting things in it? Well, again, black. That you can say that red. Why would you ruin your mouth by drinking it? Well, yeah. yeah. So you know, I will happily make a rusty nail with Johnny Walker Red because that is the only way to tolerate Johnny it, Walker Red. Yeah, I mean, it, it. There is a definite bottom shelf level of Johnny Walker. Now, you were what? What, what were you saying is your favorite mixed drink? Your go-to? Old fashioned, with a slice of orange in it. Yeah, I'm the one. I'm not a big beer drinker, and my favorite is Blue Moon. Well, yeah. I'd have to go. My favorite is Blue Moon with, with the orange. Slice. Mm-hmm. Not that beer and and an old fashioned have anything to do with each other, but you mentioned orange slices, so there you go. We used to have a fantastic drink that we would get totally hammered to in college, called a uh, lunchbox. I've heard it called other things, but it's Blue Moon, amor- uh, a glass of amaretto, like a shot glass, mm-hmm. Blue Moon and orange juice, and when you salute you drop a shot of amaretto into it and it's the sweetest easiest go down sort of see i'm, I'm, I'm used to car bombs and root beer barrels being done that way and, mm-hmm. and, and yag bombs but i I've, I've never done that particular drink blue moon and orange juice yeah it works i uh it's a heavy flavor yeah if, if, if i was a Very beer sugary. person and, and and blue moon's a lager uh or is it, no uh, it's um bell white Okay, so yeah. I, I might actually be able to tolerate a blue moon. Blue moon, I mean, tastes good on its own. Yeah, it's a surprisingly pleasant light—not literally a light beer, but a light, sure, approaching beer. Not an unpleasant flavor. I tend to like bitter beers, and it's it's surprising me. Surprisingly, it surprises me that I like it because it's nowhere near a bitter. Yeah, I, I I don't like IPAs, but the hoppiness and the bit like no. no I mean, I used to drink Kirin beer, which is its thing is it's bitter. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, was, going back to this Walker, yeah, it's interesting that so this is the first time I'm and I'm coming in with a little bit of a Dunning Kruger effect as a young person. <laughs> so I've had great lick, uh, liquors before, like I told you, I've had a Bacallan Twelve Year in Puerto Rico once. And for my graduation, my dad ordered me a custom mix of different uh, bourbon and and whiskey made out of different uh, wheat and rye and like different components mixed together. And then when I come in here, I did a little bit of research and found out that the scotch is only made in Scotland and there's layers for the highland scotch and the lowland scotch. Lowland has more peat in it. There's... Depending on who you talk to, because there are always going to be arguments about how many regions of Scotland you have for Scotch. Right. There are basically Highland, Lowland, Isla, uh, Speyside, Campbellton, and, and Islands. Right. So technically, that would be six. There are there are some people who will argue about whether Campbelldown or Campbellton is its own region. But you're you're correct. I mean, there's there's different areas, and then there's people who will split highlands into north and south, or north, south, and west. So. Yes, but we don't talk to them. No. Uh, <laughs> there's there's no right or wrong. I mean, 
Yes, a scotch technically has to be from Scotland. It has to be aged at least three years. Those are only the uh, those are the two. The only ingredients allowed are, oh, are barley yeah, yeah. and water. But we are not so wedded to the rules. We will happily drink single malts from around the world for this show, and and we'll call them scotches. They're not; they're whiskeys technically. Yes, they're single malt whiskeys, not scotches. But and and here we're we're, we're breaking even that convention by having a blend. So. Yeah, this is a, a one off. But the the thing is, you know, if you're drinking a barley and water aged over three years, and they happen to make it in Canada. Eh, technically not a scotch. I'm going to call it scotch. You know, it's... Mm. It is a scotch-style whiskey. Yeah. Now. So, like... It, it's like calling... Oh, oh, you can't call it champagne, because it's not from the Champagne region of France. Fine. It's an... I, it is a sparkling wine that only only certain snobs can tell apart. Yeah. You know... The, the main reason we pay attention to the where it is in from the world is because we're interested in how that differs from other things. So, you know, what is the impact of it being a Japanese scotch or uh, a Japanese whiskey or an India from Indian whiskey and different parts of the world? And it has an impact on the flavor. And so that's why we enjoy trying it and and we've had quite a variety like we've had tasmanian we've had taiwanese we've had swedish we've had austrian we've had french 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 u.s french canada uh the surprisingly or i shouldn't say surprisingly um but central and south america i don't think we've had a single wait we, we haven't we haven't seen anything from that we haven't seen anything african right um we've, we've seen a handful of european non-british Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we've had a, a fair amount of, of Far East Asian and a couple of, of, of Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, a couple of Australian. Yeah. So, Or that sort of... Australian area. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now I... Did you... We, we just did a couple drops of water. And it looks like you Whoops. are... <laughs> oh. Yeah. T- t- just, just, just a small pour more. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. to save some of it for the water. And uh, part of the reason we do that is so that we are not falling over by the end of the show. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're old folk. Yeah. Well, this would be interesting. So I usually put ice, which is... Right. And, that, and that's some how... people say that's a deal breaker. That's how a lot of people will get their, their, their waters is to do the, the, the rocks pour and then drink it before the ice completely melts. So you want to put a couple of drops of water in. And this is a 40% alcohol by volume. Yeah. So it starts on the low end. Right. Uh, a lot of scotches are 42, 43 if they aren't going up into the higher... So you're probably going to want to do like two, three drops to, yeah. to put on and, where we would say the sweet spot is. And and the, the thing is, then you, you sip it, and if you're like, ooh, that's still very sharp or it's too much, you can add more more water. That's so we... But if you start heavy, you can't unwater your scotch. So a little bit of water has had a very dramatic effect on the nose for me. It is very caramely now. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Um, I it would It's not even caramel apple. The apple is gone. It's just caramel. It's it's um it's very buttery caramel. Yeah, I was gonna say it is uh the candy, uh the it's it's the caramel candy with the honey the the honey caramel center. 
So I don't know about the honey ones. Are you thinking like a Werther's? No, 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 okay. please. Um, butterscotch? Yeah, yeah. It's it's into the butterscotch, um, and I can't think of the name of the candy, but it's it's a caramel butterscotch outside with a soft, semi-liquid inside, and that's what this is making me think of. Oh, See, I know what the... Yeah. I, I would probably dig on that as a candy, so you find out, you let me know. Oh, not, I not, will. Not, not that I need more sugar in my life. Yeah, well... We didn't know who does, but we still do. But that's an interesting change. That's a that's a dramatic. Yeah, it is. It a lot of the time adding water just makes the the nose disappear. It's it just like or 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 like of the five things you were getting before, where these two were strong and these three were were weak. Now it'll flip that. Yeah, you'll you'll hear people talking about um, the water opens it up. That's just a term meaning it it will change the the nose. And let things. <laughs> so, you got, got to shake I, out the coffee a little bit because it, it, yeah, it's settled. And I yeah, no, I totally understood. I was just enjoying watching you trying to not make noise about it. Well, I was trying to wait for a pause in the conversation so I could edit that out later, and I guess I'm leaving it in now. Yep, that's why I did it. Did that make editing easier or harder? Or let's see. Yeah, uh, I'm number one. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's give it. Oddly enough, it's more appley in the palate. Yeah, uh, the the tannic has gotten a little heavier. Mm, yeah, there's a little more of a alcohol bite, not much, but it's a it's a little at the start of the finish. Yeah, little rougher. I'm not a fan of wet, and this this usually, isn't bit, yeah. usually this isn't bad, but it holds to my my feeling about um, alcohol or scotches are better neat, but that's an opinion, not a rule. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, the tannins are, are a little bit stronger, for sure, with it wet. You know, and, and if you're a fan of tannic wines and things like that, that makes having it wet all the better. I'm not a fan. I won't drink um, Cabernet Sauvignon because really? it tends to be really tannic. Hmm. Uh, and for that reason, I would not add water to this. Where I find them boring and go for the Malbecs because those hit you with the tannins. And so I just... What's funny is I enjoy a few Malbecs. I'm not a big, big fan, but I'm not like, I won't drink them. Yeah. If I can get a, myself a good Chilean Carminare, I'll, I'll do those instead, but give me an Argentinian Malbec or... Yeah. I, I have to say, if, if, if I had to pick a part of the world for my wine connoisseuring, Australia and New Zealand. Mm, so I'm definitely South American. And South South American. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like the uh, Franzia. Your car, my car. I don't think so. It's neighbor. Likely a neighbor. Unfortunately. Okay. Hope hopefully it won't be picking up too much in the. It's quiet enough that. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's a really pleasant little, you know, it's it's what I expect from a common bar pour. Yep. Uh, a slightly better than. You know, it's it's a not bottom shelf bar pour, and I, I don't mean this to be to really snark at the Glenlivet Twelve, the Macallan Twelve, and everything. It's just you're gonna get that it if you drink it in a in a bar here, if you drink it in a bar in New Zealand, if you drink it in a bar in Chile, it will taste like the Macallan Twelve. And on one hand, that's awesome because if that's what you feel like. You can drink it with, with a confidence and reliability. 
it's not why I drink scotches. And so for me, it's like, I don't dislike it, but it doesn't do anything for me. This is quite tasty. I can absolutely see happily drinking uh, a glass of, of Johnny Walker Black, but it's not going to be like, ooh, they have Johnny Walker Black. Three out of five. Three, 3.5 out of five. Oh, you're already you're you're leaping to to the scoring. Yeah, All well, right. I mean you know that that works for us. Yeah, but, it but, does. But for for those who are tuning in for the first time, because occasionally you know there are some of you, uh, we do rate things on a five point scale. So good job on, on guessing that. Uh, where three is kind of our, our average or our meh, uh, depending on how you want to treat what average means to you. It, it's the this didn't stand out one way or the other, good or bad. It, it's it's middling. It's middle. You know, average, middle of the road. Uh, we often have a site blend them at 12 as, as our, here, here's what we think a three is, uh, just for its commonality um, and the fact that we stick to single malts. So that, that is our, our baseline. And we, we've declared that uh, one is a war crime and five is the best shit you've had in your mouth. So, I mean, that, I think 3.5 is a, is, a, is a fair rating for something that you, you're enjoying. And mm-hmm. given that, that we, we've got the, the breadth of, of knowledge that we've got in terms of, the various scotch whiskeys we've, we've we've had i think this is a very solid pour um and and given that you know johnny walker black is not particularly expensive in in liquor stores to to get your standard 750 i think it's very reasonably priced mm-hmm. for what it is i've had the hitchens where i do 50 50 scotch and water um i think that's maybe a little too much water 50 um, 50 yep but you know, it's crazy talk. If, if if you're wanting to make your bottle last a while, I well, mean that's fine. I, I do. Closer, why would you do that? I, I myself personally, I do closer to a three to one, which is still a lot of water comparatively. Mm-hmm. But also, club soda goes flat over time, and so if I'm going to go through my bottle of club soda before it goes flat, you know, there's things to do. And I don't drink that much outside of the show. It's super weird. I have I, so much scotch in my basement. I wasn't trying to drink. I just had to save my. My my uh, bubbly yeah bubbly water so uh, three three five is a little high for me but but it's a solid pour uh, I, I think I'm going to give it a three four I'm in the same ballpark I'm going to go with a three three I don't know whether it's because I know it's blended or it's I think the the only I liked the note but it was kind of a one note song mm-hmm. so I don't have anything negative to say about it. But the, and, and I would, I would have, you know, if I found it inexpensive and I wanted to have something around, yeah, I, I would have no qualms about purchasing it. I just wouldn't be like, ooh, what do I want to drink tonight? I know, some Johnny Walker Black. Yeah. So, 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. It, it, it's not a horrible choice if you want to introduce someone to single, well, to, to scotch whiskey, not single malts, obviously, because it's blend. But if you, if you want to introduce someone to the different style of whiskey that Scotch is compared to an Irish, compared to a bourbon, compared to a Canadian, it is a, a, a decent choice for that. Obviously, we on the show would say, well, why why shouldn't you just go to a single malt that does the same job and, and maybe get a selection of single malt so they can see, say, this is what single malt means. You can sometimes have this and sometimes have this and sometimes have this. But if you want a mix of all of that, you could do this over here and we'll kind of... Because we're snobs. And, 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 and we'll look at you with a little bit of scorn that you can completely ignore because we're just being pretentious fucks. Judgy McJudgy Pants. That is true. Us. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah. The, 
but a very nice and tasty. Now, I highly recommend, if you didn't do it already, pour a little water into your glass, swirl it, drink it, and dry it, because that way you know you're getting a, a clean. clean, dry, because otherwise you're starting wet yep. if it has a bunch of water in it. Which, you know, we, we, we didn't come to that realization until a couple of podcasts into to, to doing this. Like, you know what? I should really have some paper towels out here to, like, dry things once we've rinsed. Because we were doing the rinsing. But, you know, we'd occasionally see the couple of drops of water. It's like, oh, we've already started with our three drops. That kind of defeats the purpose of pour number mm-hmm. two. So Or trying to be as scientifically objective as possible. And, and that's why we have the eyedroppers. We have this, we add exactly the same amount of water as, you know, every time to roughly the same amount, you know. But We're, we're being as scientifically objective in something that's completely subjective as possible. Yep. Exactly. And and without measuring the initial pour, or measuring how much we're drinking of that initial pour before adding, I mean, like, if you're yeah. really going to be scientific, there would like be pre-measured. I would. Things. I would. There would be a a a measure that you would fill, and that's what you would pour into each cup yep. or and, glass. And then we would drink the whole thing the first time, rinse, and then do the second pour, add the water, like for 100 percent consistency. But like, yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a crap? We're, uh, we're not taking it to that level. We're already yeah. pretentious enough. We don't need to go there. One of the things that we, we gripe about on the show is when you read tasting notes, and there were no notes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, in, in part, that's because this was part of a collection, and it's in part because most of the time, blends don't have much for tasting yeah. notes. If they have tasting notes, they will sometimes list a whole lot of things. And after drinking the scotch, it's like, I may not be the most sensitive taster in the world, but you'd think that I would have detected at least one of the eight different flavors that they list. And I'm convinced a lot of the time, or if you ever read uh, in a book or or an, an article, the tasting notes from professional tasters, I'm pretty sure they have a tasting wheel. And when they can't taste anything new... They spin it and just see, you know, uh, uh, fresh cut grass, <laughs> you know, or uh, it's a little asphalty, wet clay. Yeah, I'm like, really, and I know that professionals go around smelling and, and tasting all sorts of things, but I'm just picturing them, you know, ooh, clay, oh. Very fresh and clayy. Yeah, I, 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 I will state that there have been a couple of times, particularly when I've gone out shopping with certain friends who, who go to stores like this, where I'll see, like, the essential oils counter, and I'll be like, you know, it would improve my ability to pick stuff out for me to say, here's lilac, here's lavender, here's rose, here's, mm-hmm. like, because I can go floral. I can pick out a couple of specific floral scents, but yeah. that is not something that I am into as an individual, and therefore I cannot call out the different flowers. Mm-hmm. And if I really wanted to be as good at this show as I could be, I would totally do that. But no. Oh, yeah. It's you, just not worth having. You that. have to expose yourself to a ton of stuff, and I don't give it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another reason why I didn't do it. It's, the whole point of this was to, I want this to be a layman's approach that's taking it to the, I'm making myself a professional now. I right. should not do that. Right. I'll admit I've expanded my dietary palate a little bit more. Not necessarily with the idea that it will be helpful for the show, but that's not to say that it doesn't, you know, there is crossover for mm-hmm. sure. And so that that's some of where we're coming from too is, you know, not everyone can pick out marzipan because marzipan isn't something that a lot of Americans do. 
but you know I've had enough marzipan that I say, oh, that's marzipan. So, you know. Well, and, and just so you know, we are very aware that suggestibility is a factor. <clears throat> yeah. We try to resist it. But if somebody's like, I'm getting apple, and you smell apple, there's always this niggling doubt in the back of your mind. Do I really smell apple? The, the, the human brain is highly susceptible to suggestion, and these bastards occasionally will say, is there a banana here? Even if there's not, just a mess with me. Uh-huh. Because, because I don't like bananas. And we're assholes. That is true. And it's down to just one of you now, because Dave has quit. Yes, so, but I am I could be you, twice the asshole. You will happily, just, you'll happily make up the shortfall, I know. Because I, that's the caring kind of guy I am. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh. Do, do you guys know the movie The Menu? Yes. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie where the protagonist is smoking a cigarette and her boyfriend tells her to put it out because it's going to ruin the the flavor of the food. Yeah, and you know, they're the the funny thing is they're right about like there are some things about tasting and smelling and whatever that they're completely correct. Cigarettes will deaden your senses and blah 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 and it's all about the and how much do I care? I mean the, the motto that, that CD has mentioned is the is truly the motto of the show. My personal motto is, I drink so you don't have to. But, you know, that's just because I'm like trying to come up with excuses. That I have to drink because that way someone else doesn't, doesn't have to. And I'm all to help, you know, someone. And speaking of drinking something so that someone else doesn't have to, not to set the bar low on this, but... So let me kick it off the stand and let it lie in the dirt. <laughs> so we're about to have yet another Glen Morangi on this show. Uh, they are a very uh, expressive distillery. We've had a lot of bottles from them over the course of time. Uh, and, and since the pandemic, they've still been putting out stuff, and I've still been buying it. And so there's a lot of it in the kitty. We're, we're down to having, I think, one left downstairs after this one. Yes. Yes. But this one is an interesting anomaly. Oh, I lied, too. I don't think we've done Taste of Winter. No, we have not. So I think it's Taste of Winter and Ulta. But like, so so th- this one... X. It, it's called X, but... Named after Twitter? It, it had... No, it was named before Twitter, thank you very much. It, but this one has a specific purpose for itself in mind. Glen Morangi has promoted this particular pour... Oh. ...to be their mixer, single malt. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that means. I don't predict it means much good. Because generally you mix things that you don't want to have straight. The One of the biggest insults we can give on this show is, I bet this would be good with ginger ale. What an odd nose. The aroma of alcohol takes kind of a backseat on this one for me. So, pencil eraser? Ginger lime. I'll maybe see the... the, the I'm not getting the... Well, hold on. The lime came through very late for me, but only in like the very back of my tongue as I'm smelling it. It's the, the ginger might be there, but no, I'm getting it, like the big stub. Oh, no, no, I disconnected agree from the pencil pencil eraser. I agree with you. And it's pink. It's I am on the Coke machines where you can pick the flavors. If you pick, oh sure, the the ginger lime. That's what that's what that smells like. Not intensely. I'm just getting a little. Almost like a ginger ale. It's a, it's a funky, and I don't mean negatively, but it's kind of just this odd. 
No, I, I, I'm gonna what Andrew just said there. Uh, the the ginger aleness of it, it's it's there. Yeah, but it's more subtle of an aroma. Can't stand ginger ale, so we'll see how this goes. See, I, I like ginger ale as, as a soda generally. That I, I will say. So, so you've heard those of you who've listened to, to past podcasts have, have heard me state that Glen Morangi has a very distinct nose to it. Every Glen Morangi smell, you know, this is a Glen Morangi by smelling it. The Glen Moranginess of this is subdued. It's still there, but it is yeah. it's much more subtle than is typical, which may be in its favor. So I'm I'm, I'm still getting a little bit of nose, like, like the tail end of the nose. I'm I'm getting some orangeness now to it as well. Yeah, there's definitely some orange. So, yeah, I'm not getting orange in the palate. Well, I'm, I was getting more lemon fresh pledge. Oh, huh? Only forty percent. I see where you're going with the pledge. I mean, there's a there's a varnishiness to it. I don't recommend anyone drink varnish, by the way, to compare. It's one of those assumptions you can make. Uh, it's I'm so torn on this one. I'm getting some pencil shaving. Yeah, yeah. Part of me is like, ah, and part of me is like, this is interestingly different. I I and I I can't make up my mind. Well, it's a lighter color. Oh, totally I would say to, yeah. maybe tangerine comes to mind, which is a type of orange. Yeah, yeah. It's a type of orange. I can see where you're going with that. So as much as I stated things that you don't think would be things that you would want to taste, mm-hmm. I'm not finding this that unpleasant. No. I, it, 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 it's it, pencil shavings and, and like a hint of iodine and... It, and a little shellac. And, well, I, 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 I'm still going more varnish than anything, but like in concert, and I, I, I gotta say, I'm getting orange or tangerine somewhere in the. I, that's still coming through for me. Late, late, mid to late finish. Yeah, there's there's an orange rind. A pleasant to it. It's actually I find it quite yeah. pleasant. I am pleasantly surprised by this. Mm-hmm. Part of me is still like. I am confused. I do not know how to react. G- given how it is marketed, I am so far impressed with it. But not in a, I'm going to rush out and buy another bottle level of impressed with it. But, like, I don't hate it. And I expected to really, like, go to town on ripping this a new one. And I'm not doing that. If I came across this, I don't know how much it is. And we try not to talk about price until after voting. Although, if we know specifically that it's inexpensive or really expensive that that can push the vote a little because it's like if I'm drinking something that costs $250 and I'm okay with it that that's a low vote if I'm drinking something that's 20 $24 and I'm like wow this is really good well there you go bump that score up a bit if I came across this in a liquor store and it was inexpensive I might well buy a bottle because it is so different from what I'm used to from them. And it's different enough in flavor that I'm kind of kind of digging on it. Yeah. If it's a normal scotch cost of like, say, 60 bucks or 70 bucks, I'd be like, nah. I mean, I'm not going to refuse it at all. But I'm not going to run out and spend $70 for something that is sort of... It's good, but it's good in a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unique. 
dude, you gotta try this kind of way. Right. So I'm out of the water, and... They advertise it for mixing, but I could drink it on its own. Yeah. It's I'm... cheery, it's kind of... It, the, the, uh, the alcohol aroma takes a back seat. A little mild flavor. Yeah. The, the flavor is a bit mild, but... A surprisingly long finish with a flavor that I enjoy. The orange yeah, is... very enjoyable. Um, it's not a crazy long finish, but it's the thing that you get left with uh, is pleasant for me versus, like, tannic or something. Yeah. So so I'm going to say that I started nosing it, and I got candy corn, and the more I nosed it, the more it became pine wood. And I'm going to do a reset and see what happens. Oh, I see where you're going with with freshly cut pine. Not... Not sappy like Christmas tree, right? But a, a this is a pine dresser. Pine is a calmer, calmer flavor scent. But it still has that candy, candy layer on it. I'm not. I wouldn't describe it as candy corn. So um, I did. I did a reset. And now it's kind of cedar woody. I'm still in the pine, but uh, rock candy. Hmm. Okay. I'm. I, that's that's the flavor that I'm getting with the nose and the pine is... So so you said that and I did a very slow inhale and it was very much that. Okay. So I might, might, might like the speed of the inhalation might have some, okay. some effect too. I've, I've learned don't, don't inhale quickly because I've, I've had a few oopses. I, uh, I was nosing and I got a little too in and let me tell you if your sinuses are clogged and you don't have some sort of nas- Nasonex to spray, just snort a little single malt up your nose. It cleans your sinuses right out. Mm. It's it's an amazing... Oh, God! So I, 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 I can smell the atoms. Yeah, so after doing the reset, like, the sweetness is almost all I'm getting now. Like, the pine went away. It, it's just sugar. So, tasting it, I'm getting more of the alcohol... But it's a very fluffy I'm alcohol. Getting, I'm getting sugar cookie. Yeah, yeah. And it's the the the, the mouthfeel is is it's very thin. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very light. I'm getting a sugar cookie. Yes, definitely some alcohol on that. You guys are throwing out some wonderful vocabulary, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the product of doing this for I don't know how many. Well, ten ten-ish years. Yeah. It's a sweet light. The flavor is... I don't mean to make it sound like the flavor is meringue, but the frothy yeah. lightness of a meringue. Yep, I feel where you're going with that. And there, there is a bit of a lemony zest to the finish for me. So, like, add that with the meringueness of the feel of it. Yeah. I'm amazingly, bafflingly pleased with this. Yeah, and... Even and, wet. Yeah, it's Honestly, wet, it's, in a lot of ways... I, I, Better is maybe not necessarily the right word, but it is still a solid thing. And it's it's very different from what it was before. And I really have a fondness for single malts that are vastly different between the yeah. neat and the wet. Yeah. Because then I can say, well, I'm in this mood today, so I'll go have it neat. I'm in this mood tomorrow, I will have it wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, 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 it makes it more versatile. That's, that's sort of the, the, I mean, by adding water, you're diluting it. Just by definition, a lot of drinks. If you if you dilute vodka, it becomes diluted vodka. Single malts. This is where the phrase "it opens up" comes in. By getting water in, it can change. Not all of them do, but some of them, like this one, 
very different. Okay, so I'm going to say, without having done a palate reset in between sips and just letting it build on itself, it depressingly moved into banana territory. <laughs> I did not get any banana, but I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's my own fault. And it's, and it's varnished banana, because there's still a little bit of that varnish in there. But, yeah, this, this was uh, better than anticipated, given how it's marketed. Like, it expressly says there's a card on the neck of this bottle that says, Made for Mixing. And the drinks that they, they list, the Glen Morangie X Peach, the Glen Morangie X Tonic, and the Glen Morangie X Sangria. Why would you make sangria? I, I don't know. What they're recommending is 200 ml of the Glen Morangie, 100 ml of lime, 100 ml of pineapple, and 150 sparkling lemonade. So no actual sangria. Yeah, that... Uh, that's a terrible name. That, that's a terrible, terrible name. The tonic is just tonic and Glen Morangie. I mean, fine. It's... Like, really, that's that's not a... It's an S&T instead of a G&T. Okay. Yeah. And then for the peach, it's Glen Morangie and peach iced tea. Sure, I can see that. This yeah. th- th- this would looks well in black tea. Just uh, There's a number of things I could see it going with, but man, these are lame. Yeah. I would be interested in the last one simply because it's, you know, lime, pineapple, sparkling lemonade. I'd be interested to see how this works right. with that. But the rest of it, it's like, it's not a mix. I mean, yes, it is literally a mixed drink. I'm more, it's like. What? How basic can you get? Yeah. It's like, Glen Morangi and water. Uh, okay, technically mixed. Uh, yeah. That's... Well, I think that this would go well in a hot toddy. Oh, yeah. Which is water, lemon, whiskey. Mm-hmm. And often honey, but that's the and taste. Honey. Yeah. And uh, if you're my dad, then uh, THC honey. Mm. <laughs> so you can uh, get crossbaited. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> so yes, X by Glenn Morangi. This will be the um, ridiculous reading of the bottle. And, and I'm going to sit here and keep eating my goat cheddar. It, it has a very small amount of text. X by Glenn Morangi. Single malt scotch whiskey made for mixing. Crafted with top bartenders. This is our single malt, made for mixing. Pair its sweeter and richer taste with your favorite mixer to create delicious drinks. Well, it explains it. If they've made it with top bartenders, I'm wondering if they crush the top bartender first, or do they throw them in whole? That's the entirety of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'm surprisingly... Really, I'm with you. I was like, Glen Morangie, okay, that's usually right there. Rare that I like them. And it's made for mixing. Ooh, are we going to get like a a two? (laughs) And and I'm surprisingly pleased by this. I liked it wet. I liked it dry or neat. Uh, I'm not going to quite get to the four range. for, For me personally, fours... I will try and buy. What I uh, after we're done, I want to know how much. this Oh, costs. I, I absolutely am going to tell you. Because um, if I could find it inexpensively, I absolutely could see getting it now. I'm I'm going to give it a three eight. 
I don't know how much of my score is boggled surprise and happiness, but I really enjoyed that. I had a great time with it. It's a hoot. See, I think it's the first scotch I've ever said. Try it. It's a hoot. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a 3.8 as well. It's fun to drink on its own. And like I said, I can see it in a hot toddy. So a lot of application. Applicability. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually would be interested to see how this went in a mixed drink where I actually mixed it with other alcohols to see. Yeah, I, I can see this making a decent Manhattan or a, or a decent old-fashioned. I don't, like, rusty nail, I, this, this, this should be wasted on a rusty nail. I, you know. I mean, um, honestly, I'd just drink it, but I could see making drinks with it. Godfather, eh, it might be a little too sweet for a Godfather. But I'm going just a titch lower than the two of you, um, just... Uh, on the width and breadth of what we've had, and the, to, to be fair to everything else, I can only give it a 3.7. And even that might be a little high. I, my gut was 3.6, but no, I'm going to give it that extra 0.1 for the surprise factor and, and the vast difference between the neat and the wet. And and I totally... I also know the price, and so it's a little unfair. For me, before you tell the price, oh, okay. I also am giving it... For me, it's got a 0.1... Teehee factor. Sure. <laughs> that was awesome. And a point one, I actually enjoyed both wet and neat, mm-hmm. which is rare. I'm yeah. I'm usually neat and occasionally wet, but it's rare that I'm like, both of these were really good. So, but I get your point of, you know, yeah, it might be a 3.6, but I'm going to go 3.8. So, what's the price? All right. On the spoiler... Uh, given that we moved the bar for the scotch on the cheap, this might qualify. Oh. This was a very inexpensive bottle, as I recall when I bought it. I don't remember 100%, but I want to say it was under 40 See, I totally, if I found this for 35 bucks, mm-hmm. I'd snatch it. I would totally take this home for 35 bucks. It's, it's been a minute since I was there, but I want to say Total Wine had it. I don't know if they still do. And top value may or may not still have it. It's also been a good month and a half since I was there. Uh, and unfortunately, it is too late in the month of November. We missed the savings again. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Well, but, just so you know, for the future, mm. uh, and anyone listening, uh, top value wine um, has a scotch sale in November. Uh, what is what's Tra- Traditionally, they, 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 they've had one. And it's usually in the in the front half of November. Like I don't know what the specific dates were this year. I I, I don't even know that they necessarily did it this year. But I'm gonna I'm gonna see it real quick to see if there was a Facebook post about it. Historically, it's been ten percent. Yeah, and ten, 10 or fifteen. And you know, who doesn't like to save money on booze? Because God knows, especially with Scotch, it can. Uh, Okay, there, there hasn't been so much with the posting on the Facebook that I can see. So if, if, if it happened, uh, it wasn't well promoted this year, which is probably part of why I missed it. Uh, also, the whole year of unemployment that I've been doing, uh, my focus has been nowhere. Totally get it. Uh, it, it, it it's something I really need to, to work on. Uh, I do have a pet project that I want to get playing with. But I have to tear myself away from my video game addiction that I've let completely rule me for the last five months. So, uh, well, I don't want to think about how many hours I've spent on Baldur's Gate three. I don't even want to fathom how much I've spent in Tower of Fantasy, and the fact that I've dropped money at it is probably not good, given that I'm unemployed. But like, 
unfortunately, the game is a little on the pay-to-win side, and I hate being a loser. So I've mm. I, in the parlance of the game, I'm not a whale. I'm a dolphin, but at the same time, that's still too much. Gotcha games got me, and uh, no, bad. <laughs> are I, you... I might as well play the lottery if I'm going to fucking play these gotcha yeah. games. So are you uh, into video games of any any ilk, or is oh, that yeah. not your big time gamer? You, do Big you have do you have a current video game that is your your weakness? Uh, I wouldn't say I have a weakness because I have very few weaknesses. <laughs> but I did take advantage of the Black Friday deals this month at Micro Center and uh, scooped up some really nice top of the line PC parts. Cool. Yeah, I, I mine got built. I think it's coming up on on two years old, so it's still. I went to the top edge at the time, so I don't really need to buy new things. Well, I did just buy a new four terabyte SSD because oh, that's pretty big. Yeah, I was tired of. Well, I've got this terabyte or terabyte in there and a and a, a two terabyte and a this and that. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna put a four terabyte in there, and I won't have to deal with it for a while. <laughs> they had a really good price. Back in 2015, my parents bought me my first computer, and through high school, through college, I've slowly, every time a deal comes out, $100 here, mm-hmm. sell some things there, sell my Xbox and buy a graphics card, and 10 years later, I, I can gladly say I still have the same case screws in my <laughs> new case. So technically, the PC that I just bought is 10 years old. So it's the same PC... It, 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 it's, it's the chips of Theseus? Yeah, the chips of Theseus. Yes. Okay, so uh, I don't have anything to plug for myself uh, since we're at that point of the show, but guest who unfortunately could not make it to, to the show again uh, at, at this time of year, even though uh, we, we had tried, uh, but there is a uh, Golden Garters Review burlesque show coming up in December. I want to say it's December 9th. Uh, do not... 100% hold me to that. That's uh, my ab- birthday. Absolutely look things up on on, uh, on the Facebook. Golden Garters, I believe, does have, have a group. I have enjoyed their shows. They have uh, a live band performing their music, which is a lot of fun in a burlesque show. Um, nice. And so I, I would definitely encourage folks uh, that, that like that art form uh, to go out and check that out. Uh, and, and bring your singles because uh, that's, that's you know part of the enjoyment of the show. You want to support your artists. Absolutely. You had um, me at live music. Yeah. <laughs> the the another um, normally I don't have anything to flog, and this is not something for me personally. But I know that the the Klingon, I don't, I don't know. It's an if, honorable life. It's an honorable life is being remounted this year, and yesterday last year was its excuse me first year I think. So I highly recommend it. I know a number of the people in it, and they are talented people. Uh, so. I don't. I'm sorry to say I don't know where it's playing. But if you it's type the, in, I'm, I'm fairly certain it's at the mountains again. At the mountains, okay. Uh, and and I will say that uh, Dawn is a Klingon this year. Yeah. And she's she's not her Vulcan or, or Q. Uh, I don't remember which it is in this particular. I think it's Q in this story. But yeah, I'm 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 gonna go check that out. Uh, previous guest of the show, Don Krasnowski, is in the show. I, I believe Lana is probably still involved, although I don't know 100% if that's the case. Bill, Bill Hendricks Bill, is... Bill Hendricks is, is using... Have we had Bill on the show? No, we should. We should. 
I mean, if, if you've gone, it's it's a lot of the usual suspects. Uh, I, I I don't remember who's directing this year. I want to say it's Garrick, but I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I that was remember. last year. I will I will say that I will. Bill will always have a warm place in my heart for the convergence where he was asked by a friend of mine, uh, "Can you translate something into Klingon for me?" And he said, "Well, of course I can." And they said. Translate my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yep, and he did, and and for that I will always be grateful. And it was it, was there something like my my blood wine brings all the warriors to the arena or to the place like, to the place because there is no yard. It, it's yeah yeah. So having having a a grizzled looking Klingon going, um, let's see my my milkshake my blood wine. Brings and, and then at the end he he recited it in Klingon yep. and it was a thing of beauty. So this is this is the part of the show where if if we have anything to mention either for past guests or other things that we're involved in, or something else you just want or, to promote, or something you just want to promote, this would be an opportunity. This show will be posting first week of December, the first week of December. So. Uh, if there were something you were involved in or you wanted to mention that was after that point in time, you could just mention it. And if you don't, which is usually me, I just like, I don't got nothing. I don't do nothing interesting. Leave me alone. That's that's exactly me. Oh, I, I wish I had a YouTube channel. or it's, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for creators and uh, musicians. So, Cool. I, I got to watch my favorite band do their 10th anniversary... Uh, culmination of their uh, 10th anniversary tour and they did a three and a half hour 33 song show like you people are nuts yep anywho oh now is the time that we ambush our guest aha (laughs) this is where we turn to our guest and say this is where we toast out the end of the show do you have a toast that you would like to to give us to toast out the end of the show. If you don't, just tell us. I, it, and it can be something super simple, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Complex. Do you have a toast? To the best of times and the worst of times. Here, here. The 2020 was several years ago. Yes, and that's why we toasted. May you stay in our rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs>